check it out. Check a look. Check a look. Check, check, check a look. Check it, check. I did the other day. The other day, I slammed my finger in. I was like, ah, frick. But, you know, that's a sacrifice. Pay with pain, bro. You know, maybe say what's up, everybody. Do my friend Ethan. Do my friend Ethan. Cheers. What's well, happening, you know, people? You know what's really cool about it is uh, I kind of felt like knowing that I'd have an episode with you at the podcast, that it'd be kind of like a like a an easy one. It would just be easy and breezy okay i, I like easy easy I like and easy. breezy so and i want to make i want to make sure i state for you on the record very soon as we get into it how glad i am that you were able to pay me the effort of the currency of your effort and 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 and, and really spend this time uh and and really <laughs> spend the currency of your time on me so thanks for doing this uh, I mean, you're pretty rad, so uh, thank you for having me. And and also, you know, I want you to feel I want you to feel free and welcome and safe and just kind of at home. Well, <laughs> since you're gonna unleash the reins, <laughs> cheers! It's happy hour somewhere. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> thank you, thank you. Hey, hey, is that water? I'm sorry, you're in Philly, right? Water is that water? Yes, and it's from Wawa. Be careful, fish fucking that stuff, my man. They they poop in it too. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, and they it's, let us drink it. It's wild. I know. <laughs> That's, the the filters the filtered water here in Philadelphia is actually P H I L third. Gonna just gonna let that one go. Well, I'm gonna just let that one go right over. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so I can't even I, spell ADD. I don't. Uh, so I don't know how to even word this. Um, how many other podcasts have you been on? Have um, you been on lots of other podcasts? I'm. I'm, I'm I think curious I've done. I've done like three or four. I think at this point. Okay. What What fascinates me um, is I, I think sometimes about. How like you're the type of person who I'd imagine would be on everyone's podcast all the time. Like you've got the the personality and the stories to be someone who would be lighting up the scenes of <sighs> of podcasting. If not, if not by having your own podcast. And, that, and it's funny because I I thought about that when I was looking up your YouTube channel, and it was like. It was a it, what was the name of your YouTube channel? Uh, Life's a trip with Ethan Essex. Yeah, like that feels like that's the name of a podcast. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the, I, I will say the pandemic really put a hampering on some plans. Um, so just stay tuned. Well, when it came to the podcast for me, the pandemic actually was like kind of a little bit. Like my podcast got better during the day. Okay. I can see that. But like life wasn't rad. <laughs> but 
<laughs> but my podcast got better, huh? A little bit. And, and it was like, it was like anybody who you can think to ask to do it, it's going to be home. And if they don't respond to you, because they're a dick. Right. Right. Or like they're, somebody else handles their social media or whatever. Like it's. it's God, what's that like? What's somebody that? else handles your social media? Oh yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be like, oh here, here, you take my, here, take my wallet, take my watch, take my watch, t- hold on to my glasses, and here's also my balls. <laughs> Testicles, <laughs> spectacles, watch, got it. <laughs> but I. So in talking about that, I wanted to ask you, what are like the the least common questions? that you've been asked that that maybe maybe you haven't been asked that you'd wanted to be asked by these podcasts that you've been on jeez what kind of questions have i wanted to be asked on yes. these podcasts um well i mean i know your 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 podcast isn't necessarily wrestling centric so uh just to let some people that aren't wrestling centric that listen to your podcast know all the podcasts i have been on up until evolving with Corey Castle, uh, have been wrestling centric. Um, uh, I've done some deep dives on 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 um, my history coming up in the business. Uh, I was really shocked nobody really asked me questions about about um, my experience at the gathering of the Juggalos. Uh, that, that I was like, man, after the show, I was like, man, you, you guys missed some golden opportunities on that one. Uh, that, that was an incredible experience. I guess I'm just going to segue right into it. Yeah, dude. Shower, <laughs> shower, shower us with that golden, please. Oh, geez. Uh, it's funny you say that because <laughs> um, something like that actually kind of happened. We, we did get a, a, a weird uh, shower of golden, so to speak. Uh, was it so- golden soda? When you said so to speak, did you say it that quickly together on I purpose? S- Welcome to the Punderdome. Uh, <laughs> um, we got we got into the gathering through Scott Hall. Um, me and my tag partner Brian uh, Lortz wrestled as Brian Maddox in Florida. Um, we hooked up with Scott Hall and trained with him for a little while down there, and he pretty much was our in and, and introduced us to ICP and got us booked at the gathering. And uh, with that, it was an incredible experience. It's it's the biggest show I've ever done. Uh, I got to tag like that would have like changed your life. It feels like that's some life changing stuff for you. Uh, it was. It was pretty cool, man. I got to work with some some amazing people, and I mean, I'm sitting back in there in that tent, looking around, like, <laughs> why why are we back here? I mean, it's a who's who of everybody. I got to sit down and listen to Roddy Piper trade stories with Terry Funk, and and just sit in the corner and be like, hey guys, do you mind if I listen to this? And they're like, no, nah, kids, sit there. It's fine. <laughs> like it was, it was incredible. Uh, you know, um, a little closer to home for you. I mean, that, I got to work with Trent with Trent Acid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, him and I never crossed paths up here. I just started training, and then right after I trained, I moved to uh, started training. I moved to Florida, so I, I missed um, a lot of of Trent's indie stuff up here. But I knew a lot of friends up here that were friends with him, so on and so forth. But so it was really cool to be able to uh do something with him for the weekend just because we have we have mutual connections mm-hmm. um 
but yeah, man, outside of that, like it was just, it was a who's who. And Brian and I are like, I can't believe we're here. Um, so the golden story at, at one point, I mean, several points during the weekends leading up to that, you know, guys are coming up. They're like, Oh, you know, what match are you in? Who are you working with? And we told them, you know, we're, we're doing the main the, the, in the main with ICP and, and, and all those guys. And, and, uh, we're working with Trent doing the altar boy gimmick <laughs> and uh, our biggest piece of advice that everybody get gave us from Sabu to Ian Rotten to, to legit tough guys in the business was uh, don't stop moving because stuff's going to come flying at you. And uh, they weren't, they weren't wrong. And it's, it's really hard to not be stand in one spot, especially when you're in a large uh, I think eight man tag match. You know, you kind of, when you're on the apron, you really don't have much wiggle room if you're especially between two other guys. Uh, the big professional lighting rigs, you only see about three or four rows out. And then it just, that sea of people's lost in the darkness. Uh, so last minute, just things come flying into your, into your vision. Uh, but yeah, at one point, uh, an, an emptied Fago bottle filled with urine uh <laughs> just hit me right dead in the back and, and went all over us on the apron oh man yeah it was, it was so it's funny that you mentioned the the the, the shower of gold in there uh <laughs> i wouldn't have traded it for the world it was an amazing experience oh, that's, a that's a memory that that's um, a memory that's gonna live with you forever yeah it was an amazing experience and, and everything that came with that from being out there in front of that many people that are that passionate um to the lock in the backstage the locker room experiences it was it was dope man it was it was pretty incredible uh i'll be one of the biggest things and highlights of my career in wrestling just second to me nailing dave reed with a snowball <laughs> the uh the because uh, what trent was trying to get me and and bomboy to come he he was talking to us about that Dude, how crazy would it have been if like that's where we like met? That, that if we would have intersected inside of the and some parallel would happen, dude. Mm -hmm. It has to have happened. That's why. That's why. Uh, that's why I'm introduced as from the multiverse because <laughs> it, that might that might have happened. Maybe there's an alternative version of. I me. mean, depending <laughs> on the theory, it definitely happens. But are we getting that deep that quick? Come on, <laughs> come on. We got to tease them a little bit more. We can't. We can't go right into the finish. No, bro, but it's it's all just it's all for fun. It's it's because I'm it's because I'm a big mark for Rick and Morty. It's it's because I'm into all those kinds of movies. It's all oh it's did all. you see the Chip and Dale flick? Yes, I did see the Chip and Dale flick. Mwah. Loved yes. it. Loved it. I, I I loved it as well. I wasn't even that huge of a fan of Chip and Dale when I was a kid because I was young. I was really young when that was on. Okay. So I don't really remember it that much. That was I mean, my that was my prime kid age, like eight, nine. Yeah, <clears throat> that I whole think... that whole Rescue Rangers and the, the Disney Afternoon, uh, Darkwing Duck, like all that. That was that was gargoyles. Come on, when are they going to do gargoyles? What? Well, I think I think during that time, uh, we had this like weird babysitter, and. Uh, and we were supposed to watch cartoons in the basement and the basement was weird <laughs> and the family was weird. Okay. And we would watch, we would watch gargoyles and Darkwing duck. Okay. 
uh, Chippendales, Rescue Rangers, and Bonkers. You remember Bonkers? Bonkers was incredible. Bonkers was 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 ahead of its time. That was, I think, I think there would have been probably no Animaniacs if it wasn't for Bonkers. And and Freakazoid. Freak that too. Freakazoid was right mm -hmm. in that. But those were WB cartoons, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh man, my memory is in my old age. I mean, who remembers stuff like that even at a young age? No one pays attention to that kind of stuff. Yeah, but like that, that that's you're so different than the average because oh. most people wouldn't even most people wouldn't even committed that part to something that was important. Man, to I, I I love my parents dearly, but I, I was definitely my third parent was television. My they I, I was rambunctious and I, I'm sure I drove them up a wall and they were like, here and sat me down in front of a television and 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 uh I, I i grew up on a lot of a lot of television um so yeah I, I think my brain is just filled with all that all that stuff and you're not the the, the only person to tell me that they're like yeah how do you remember this shit? I, 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 it, it, people say the same stuff to me all the time when when i'm like yeah i don't remember what i ate yesterday right but i can i can quote a dana carvey sketch from snl in 1992. oh like, that's beautiful right <laughs> but but i i i hardly remember what i ate earlier today but you know talk to me about david spade being the rude flight attendant and i'll i'll buy -ba you all day oh i see what you did there is it time to go? Bye bye. Bye bye. <clears throat> David Spade is so underrated. Like he's he's like he floated under the radar in the fact that like he came at a time full of killers. Like his for Saturday sure. Live, his Saturday Night Live cast was killers. But what what all those people he worked with? God bless you, Chris Farley, my favorite comedian ever. Always ask the question if you could who if you could bring one celebrity back. Farley is always my my number one. Uh, but would of all these comics, Farley and, and company, um, would they have been as good without the straight with, man? Without without Spade doing what he does. Right. You know? Um, you know, it's in that business, we, you know, you you help each other, you know, we we make each other shine in show business. Look at these guys right here. Super, you know? super underrated performance by David Spade. Coneheads. Watch Coneheads. <sighs> back it's and, so funny you mentioned that because i can't wait to show my daughter coneheads actually i was just talking with my fiance about this the other week and i was like she's gonna be like oh she's gonna walk around my house doing that she's gonna be doing the whole 10 i i can't wait i can't I, wait. I, I can't ever hear that that uh that one song without thinking it was like Sometimes I feel I've got to. Eh, eh, <laughs> I just can't ever not do that. Eh, do you remember? Eh, no, do you remember the um, back then when that movie came out? Like there, you could get like a latex cone head, like wig thing, like a cost. Like remember, you know, like like the Halloween, the cheap Halloween costume mask that la the latex material they're made yeah, out yeah. of. Mm -hmm. So they, like you, they have like a cone head one that just fits over top of your head. Yeah, I don't, my parents I don't, had one. And uh, as a kid, I had to go to the doctor and I was so nervous about going. I think I had to go get like a shot or something. And I asked my parents if I could wear that to the doctors. Uh, and they were like, absolutely. And I walked in there right, and I, they should have never got me that clown when I was three. 
because it's it's been in my blood ever since. I I walked right in that doctor's office and, and uh, yeah, I and 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 cracked them all up. Felt like I was at home, and, and they did what they had to do. But coneheads, sorry that there's that like. Well, yeah, connected two synapses. I'm, I'm, in there. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad for it. I got to experience it. Yeah, and man. you can't take it back from me. You no, try to take it. No, try to take that all. memory. Not you at try all. to take the memory of that story away from me. I'm gonna punch you right in your mouth. I feel like you're gonna punch me in my mouth anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, right. This is gonna we... get dangerous. Every time you sip water, I'm gonna hit this bowl. I, I don't know. I don't know if I, I agreed to these terms, sir. Well, you you had agreed to them on your own. I did not say every time I hit this water jug, you hit that bowl. That was that was your self-agreed on terms. Maybe you're right. Mm. <laughs> so I wanted to I wanted to ask you because I remember I remember almost like it was yesterday. You telling me about your philanthropic work with the Phil Abundance and and oh. feeding the homeless and really providing for people who didn't have the means. Yeah, and I wanted you to see if you could kind of unbox a little bit and tell and like see if you if there's any Absolutely. updates to any of that stuff. Absolutely. Um, so a little backstory. Um, it wasn't Phil Abundance. I love what Phil Abundance does. Okay. For Philadelphia okay. and the greater area. I mean, then they're a huge, mm -hmm. huge company, um, nonprofit that just does so much good in this area. That might have been how you even worded it to me. And um, I... but I'm not affiliated with them. We were we were not affiliated with them. Um, this guy, I, on a Facebook event, he went out. Um, some friends put me onto it. I think it's. Oh man, I don't want to give bad info. Uh, I want to say it's either the third or the last Saturday of every month he pretty much does like a, a food drive and, and just runs around center city with a bunch of people and uh gives people you know helps people out and gives them lunches and i was like holy shit i know i could do this but like i can totally crowdsource this bigger online and uh and and make a try to make a bigger impact um so went to the drawing boards uh with a friend of mine and he had a similar vision uh, we kind of merged our visions together and we came up with uh, a nonprofit called Philabelly. And we just, our, our, our main mission was to not only just, um, well, what we did, I'll just, <laughs> what we did was we pretty much, we would crowdsource money online and then we would invite people over and we would just, um, everybody volunteered their time everything was was donated and we all just made a like a bunch of brown bag lunches uh and inside those lunches uh along with those lunches sorry we would also have like uh fresh socks and, and we'd have another bag with supplies soap um and we after a couple sorry after a couple um events we kind of started narrowing it down after talking to people on the streets and being like well, what do you guys really use what do you really need and um, yeah, it was, it was good, man. We, we started and exponentially just started growing and growing. Uh, unfortunately my partner that I was doing Philabelly with, uh, some stuff came up with him in life. Uh, so we paused it. Um, and it's, it's been paused since, uh, I've been chomping at the bit to, to get back to help people, especially, especially with everything opening back up. 
um, and, and, and hopefully this, this pandemic's behind us. Uh, I think I might have to rebrand on this one. Um, but I mean, and that's about as honest as I can be. I, I might have mm -hmm. to rebrand and, and, and take the same thing, but, uh, maybe do it on my own, mm -hmm. uh, or, or start, uh, find what other people to do it with. <clears throat> yeah. So recently, recently, one of your mentors, your trainer, uh, Scott Hall passed away. Yep. And uh, you had, I don't think you've had an opportunity publicly to speak about it, to actually use your voice to speak about it. Sure, you can use your thumbs and you can type stuff out. Right, but, right. But here, I, I want to give you the platform and the voice to kind of feel how you're feeling about that. I want to give you, I want to hold space for you and well, be a friend. Well, I appreciate that. I did, um, I did talk publicly uh, before uh, DCW two shows ago, Dynamite Championship Wrestling. Okay. Um, Zach Connor did give me space to time to come out, not taped, um, and just and just kind of talk to the crowd. Uh, I thought I was good for that. Started getting really choked up, and and and, and a little bit of waterworks came on in front of people, which uh, was good. It, it was really good. It was real. Yeah. It was real for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like you said, I really haven't put it out there. I mean, I said my piece online. Um, I, I sent him a message that, that never got read or responded to when, when he, when he, when I heard the news that he fell and fucked his hip up, I, I, I definitely, <laughs> I sent him a message. I said, well, Hey man, I, you know, I'm sorry to hear what, what happened. And, and if, um, if I learned anything from you, the, the floor lost, uh, so, but I, <laughs> I, I, he didn't get to see that one, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, Scott and I, we met in, oh, I guess the beginning living in Florida really fucked me up. Cause I'm a seasonal kid. So like all yeah, my memories, I, all my memories from up here. You forget here, what years they are. I can attribute to the weather like and like cold. what's going on. Right, my memories right. in Florida, it's just like one giant fucking daytime and one giant nighttime. Right. Um, I want to say it was the end of 08 into 09 is, is, is when we met Scott. Um, and, and he took to me because I smelled like pot. <laughs> Straight up, he was like, "You smell like bud. Got any more?" And, and the rest was history, dude. Um, he was doing that run with TNA uh, in TNA, um, where they brought the band back together. Uh, him and Sid worked an indie match at that time when I was training with him. We met. We managed to get him to like not drink for a little bit and just like smoke him out all the time. Um, and and I was running Bud up to him. Uh, he would come out to training uh, behind Rico Moons. Uh, I love you, Rico. Um, he would uh, he would come out there and train with us. And anyway, I'm all over the place because trying to contain emotions and, and 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 not let the show go sideways. But uh, he would come out there and train with us, and we'd bring him Bud, and he'd just give us advice. And it sucks how he went out, dude. Doesn't it? Like come on, like chop it up with me too. Like, man, yeah. it, it sucks how he went out. Like I for sure thought he was going to get like a better happy ending for all the work he put in 
for yeah. that happy ending, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> he, 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 he survived a lot to not survive something that, you know, we, we, it's in our nature to fall down and stuff. Yeah, like, absolutely. We're falling down is it, falling down is second nature to us. Like it, we're like, well, would you forget how to work? <laughs> and you know what that's some shit you could probably have told him and he'd have fucking started cracking up laughing you know like this motherfucker right here cracking jokes on me you know like and that's the shit he loved he did, like guys are calling, like hey mr hall remember remember that time he would people i saw probably on two hands in locker rooms, guys that would literally remember the Chris Farley bit where he would just ask the obvious memories. <laughs> Mem of remember, remember when you were in the Beatles, dude, it was awesome. I literally watched just like grown ass men workers come up to him. And like, <laughs> you have this fountain of knowledge in front of you. And they're just like, remember that time you were in that ladder match. And I'm just like, Oh my God. I, I went over to him when I introduced myself and I was awesome. like, Hey, how you doing? I'm Ethan. And I was like, can I just ask you a real quick question? He was like, what? I was like, look, you're on TV. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, the ref gets the call. You guys got to take it home short for whatever reason. Like, but you're trying to st try, still trying to get a baby face over. What part of the match are you cutting out so you can go home right away, but still sell your fucking story? And he was like, right away, he was pulling me to the side. He was like, I like you. Um. And then right afterwards, I think I busted his balls on something. And he was like, oh, yeah, you guys, you guys are awesome. Um, so, yeah, that, that ball busting you just did, he, he would have appreciated the shit out of that. He really would have. <laughs> um, so I'm very fascinated by, I think, I think I, I, I've maybe said it a bunch of times, but I, I don't think uh, i've said it out loud to you maybe but i i feel like more folks should know who you are <laughs> like I, whenever i'm around you i'm like oh this guy's got so much so much like stuff he can give to the world and i i enjoy Thank being you. present for that and you i give, you're giving me goosebumps Corey. <laughs> that's awesome i appreciate i appreciate being able to uh, experience some of that and and the fact that like here's this moment on the record that we're gonna get to have of me saying this to you so thank you that means the so world. when so when either one of us <laughs> isn't here anymore the other one will have it you know because one of us is gonna go at some point but let's not make it a race oh uh, yeah no 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 race <laughs> no no you, you got you got so much more surviving shit to do Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We got we got to redo our no no freaking limits stuff. Redo? Yeah, we redo. gotta do. We gotta do more. We gotta we gotta up the. We gotta Zach, up. if we're gonna do, we're killing anything right now. If Zach hears this. <laughs> Hi, Zach. Love you. <laughs> Ripper. <laughs> but yeah, man. I I just um. Yeah, I mean, I. Sorry if I'm a little old school. If we want to do business, we can do business, brother. Let's start it right here. No, but I'm saying like. Just kidding. When it comes to when it comes to friends like Zach, the fact that Zach 
has the I relationship owe so, with you. I owe so much to Zach. And our connection through Zach, like I, I also owe tons to Zach. Like yeah, I, 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 I feel like, and and him and I have these conversations all the time where he does the same shit with the the goosebumps stuff, right? Because because we have conversations with each other where it's like, all right, we know where to hit. Like this is exactly like this is exactly the point to make, to to really to really, um, make our our point heard. So, uh, so I knew that he's got a, a very close and similar to relationship to you than I have with him. Right. And he said, uh, it was f- funny. And it's funny. Cause I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a bring up bartender. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm, I'm gonna bring up something that, that might pucker butts, but, but like, Ooh, girl, when he was like, when he was like, Oh yeah. Um, you got to come over here. Ethan's got a problem and we got to all talk about it. So like he like mediated right in the middle of it. He's like, you're my good friend. You're my good friend. Right. You guys talk. Let's figure this out. And then you were fully right. And I was just being a dick. Well, I think, I think. In t- I don't think you were being a dick. I think also inside of that, inside of that, I felt like I wanted to say stuff in front of the people. Right. Like, like, like somehow like, the, no, the, and when you explain that, I totally audience. got that point of view. Mm-hmm. I, but like the promo that you cut was so good, and it was like the, the if we're building stuff that's like TV level good wrestling, then it should be TV good wrestling with balls I mean, to the wall everywhere. Thank you for calling. <laughs> Thank you for saying TV TV quality good. Um, those those promos, I, I love those promos. I was really eager to work with you. Um, I mean, going back to well, when I first came moved up back up here from Florida in 2011, I moved back up here. Um, Shannon, uh, photographer Shannon. Mm-hmm. I know who you're talking about. Shannon. Um, mm-hmm. She was like, hey, she remembered me from DCW, but when I was in DCW when I, I just started training. I was DCW's uh, ring announcer when they first um, became Dynamite Championship Wrestling. Uh, Shannon remembered me from that. She saw all my stuff from Florida and was like, hey, do you want to spot at WPW in Reading? I can probably get you booked there. And I was like, sure, I, I'd love to. Um, went up there and worked a couple guys. And I remember I was supposed to work with you. And I was really excited because I had seen – the stuff that you were doing up here, I was like, yo, I get to work with Corey Castle. Dope. I was kind of marking out inside. And then I get the day we were supposed to work, your accident happened and God works in mysterious ways, my man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But we, we never, we never, we never got to touch. And I was like, fuck. Was that the, the, the show you and I were supposed to work on that show? Yeah. It was supposed to be no. you and I that day. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I- man. So I was, I was like, I was bummed out. Um, I think I worked instead. I worked, um, oh shit. Who did I wrestle? I think I do. I don't even remember now. So, so, uh, I was just, I was just on uh bomb boys podcast last week and we were just talking about this day. We're talking about, so the, uh, the timeline of that, that's that, that was August 4th, 2011. And, uh, that's, that's when I had the, the grand mal seizure and right. the, all, all that, all that accident falling in the tub and all that stuff. 
Blessings. <laughs> so, the story is wild. Glancing right as quickly over it as possible because right. anyone listening has probably already heard it. Absolutely. Time. So uh, when I came back, when I came back to wrestling September of 2012, my first match was in that building where it was supposed to be on August 4th. Right. And that was that happened to coincide with Rick's last match in WPW and Matt's last match in WPW. Which what is a special Rick's, night. Holy shit. Rick's like final night. Yeah. And uh, after I had my match, I didn't want to make it about me at all because they were both having their very special moment with each other. And right. I don't want to take away from any of that. So I ran to the other side of the, I ran to all the way to the other side under the, under the bleachers. And I was just like having my moment. I was really emotional. I was crying. Bomboy came in and found me. And he's like, yeah, you're fucking back, man. And I was like, <laughs> get away from me. I, away uh, from intentionally, me. I intentionally came over here to not have you see me. <laughs> like it was not about me. Go be that and do what you're doing. But, uh, I'm, I, I remember that fondly and I thank him for it. And it's, it's funny how the, those, those moments where it's like, ah, oh, bro, I go away. But like, now I think about it, it's like, okay, all right. That's a, that's a more pleasant memory than me crying by myself on the bleachers. Yeah, no, yeah, that's a lot, lot, a lot more pleasant of a memory, my man. Please <laughs> yeah. stick, stick with that one. Holy <laughs> shit! You just, it's like, yes, that's awesome. No, don't cry on the bleachers. No, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> So, so it just, it just, uh, it just makes it more important. I think since what was supposed to be and the, the synchronicity of it all, the fact that you and I did, we, we had our small program and now, now you're guesting on my show and we're hanging out and we're buds and, and we find that out together. We uncover that together that we were supposed to wrestle each other that night. And what makes me think about there's so many like sliding doors, if you will, of like, oh, what could have happened, what should have happened at this point, what could have happened, right. what should have happened at this point. Do you remember that movie Sliding Doors with Gwyneth Paltrow? I no, I don't. I, I didn't catch that one. Concept concept was great. Acting was so bad that the movie was terrible. <laughs> Because <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow like had this like weird British accent in it. Doesn't she have like a candle or something? No, it's like whatever it was is like she was like it was an alternate timeline. So when I okay. thought that I thought it was kind of neat because she was like, oh, she missed the train. If she would have caught that train, she would have found her boyfriend cheating on her, and and would have ended it and would have moved on and found the love of her life. But she did catch that train. She didn't catch her boyfriend cheating. And he continued to abuse her and manipulate her and treat her like shit and cheat on her behind her back. And the the her the love of her life missed her. Uh, I think that was I think that was the general idea, but I don't uh, I, uh, I don't know for sure. Who's Gwyneth Paltrow in this? <laughs> she's she's not likable. You'd want <laughs> you'd want your main character to be likable. She's a heel. Damn she's it. Like, she's like, I don't 
So I can't believe you cheated on me. I can't. I can't even do whatever her fake British accent she was trying to do. I, that sounded all country. That was supposed to be British. I didn't because it sounds so bad. It sounds Cut, so edit. If it, it sounds so so manufactured, so, so, so it's forced. so. It's funny you say that because I was just thinking about this the other day, and then I heard an old interview um, of Patrick Stewart's, but it was, why does Jean Luc Picard? have an english proper like queen's accent <laughs> why why does a guy named jean-luc bacard a, a french talk guy. talk like the queen <laughs> and I, I guess somewhere in the interview he had said that he actually did do the opening monologue of the show the whole you know uh space the final frontier john uh he did the whole monologue in a perfect French accent. And he, I guess the first time the producers heard it, they were like, nope, scratch that, never mind. Because sometimes it could sound too forced. Right. Like he was but, probably like, <laughs> I think that was one of my first intelligent decisions, like observations, not decisions that I made as a child. Just being like, this guy has a French name. Why is he not French? <laughs> Anyway, I digress. And, and you were like, Star Trek, Star Wars, all the same. Jean-Luc, oh, I am Oh, no, 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 no. Not, not, not the same, <laughs> brother. I got the Death I Star know, totally on my elbow. Kidding. Come on. I'm, I'm totally messing around. Oh, man. Getting me riled up. <sighs> oh, triggered. Uh, all right. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the opportunity right now to... Um, on the record, on the record, on the record, ask me any questions you'd like to ask me while you know we're we're uh while we're doing the this, thing this 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 timeline this 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 little uh timestamp time capsule that we're recording right here. Um, question for Corey Castle. Um, so are you done doing like stunt work and 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 all that stuff or? Was it stunt work or were you just doing extra work? Well, I was doing, yeah, I was doing a lot of background stuff. I was doing okay. a lot of background acting and, it, and, uh, it, and I kind of like, I, I didn't, I didn't say, Oh, I'm done with it, but it's very like, it's very like, Oh, you got to go to New York another day for, for testing, for COVID testing. You got to go right. for you got a whole other day of testing. I'm like, I can't justify missing a day of work to spend the money to get myself back and forth to New York right? just to, to test and then make not enough money to justify losing that other two days, you know? So it just, it was just like. Now imagine if like the Indies were like that. Holy shit. <laughs> well, like. Thank when, God we have wrestling. When, when it first tried to come back, when it first tried to come back, and the funny the funny thing about that is too is like it it coming back was lined up like DCW coming back lined up with me. I right. I hadn't been in DCW for four years at that point. I I thought I was walking completely away from wrestling. So I kind of I've, I've been there. I I kind of I kind of stepped away from it for like almost like one of those years being a COVID year, but I stepped away for like four years. And I was like, I, I don't, I don't think I, I fully stepped away from all of wrestling, but I for right. sure stepped away from DCW, because it started to get where like, like they were running these buildings that like I was embarrassed to be in, and I, I don't, I mean, I, I, I mean, 
embarrassed for the company, not embarrassed for me, but it was like, what what happened? Like this, this felt like we're bigger than this, and uh, and then like the it's creatively, still all, it's still all. Go ahead. Creatively, um, I like. I don't know. I just I just felt like like I had run my course and the the fans in DCW weren't really caring anymore. So I kind of had to step away. That that's a thing, dude. That's totally a thing. Uh sometimes you you, you got to do that. That's how you stay fresh. Nobody stays in the same our our heroes never stayed in the ter- their same territory all their time. Yeah. At least the ones yeah. that 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 like went on to do things, you know. Yeah. You know, you you, you you, you you go where you're celebrated, right? Yeah. And and that yeah. that's a that's a thing that you should just apply in everyday life that I learned from wrestling. You know, you know, make sure make sure you're you're being at where you're where you're celebrated. Um cuz that's no way to live if you're not. You know, be be around people that appreciate you and love you. Um sometimes absence makes not even sometimes, a lot of times, most of the time, absence always makes the heart grow fonder. Um, especially when you're, when you're a showman. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I'm pretty sure Zach got you back. Uh, Zach, Zach talked me back. He was like, why aren't you wrestling? He didn't even do it. He didn't even do that. He just, he just included me in a big group message of people like with all the dates. Right. Like I can do all these. Uh, He he voluntold you. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I could do all of these, but I was also I was also like itching to get out there, you know, like lockdown and like performing was hard to do. Like I I just I just needed to scratch that look at me bug, dude. Totally, that, I get it. That 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 validate me itch that I had. Um, yeah. So I mean, you also get that. I mean, you get that. Do you get the same rush after a good match as you do comedy? As somebody that's always wanted to try their hand at, at stand-up, uh, maybe coming soon. We'll see. I got I got to learn how to bomb first, right? That's that's well, the, the secret. The bombing is so painful, and it feels <laughs> so like, man, why? Did, I must like be delusional to think that I'm funny enough to make any group of people laugh at any point. Also, I guess, and and also like, uh, it's like going to going to mics sucks, and like sometimes like waiting for room. I, I'm, I am, I am counting on the days till I can become a name where people will show up to see me to see me do comedy that why that why what's the root what's the root of that because they see me they'll know me they'll they'll love they'll they'll love it yeah like i think that 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 my brand of comedy would be the brand of people who'd come see me do comedy would appreciate yeah and and it's like um oh if i'm gonna if i'm gonna make a joke about oh uh, Oh, she's scared of ticks. She must be terrified of clocks. Ah, like if 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 it. I'm gonna get 19 groans and people are gonna be like, "Oh, this sucks. This is dumb." You're gonna like, get three people that are gonna crack up at and that shit. The, the th- three people are gonna be like, "Yes, <laughs> yeah." Like that. That is that is equivalent to a "This is awesome" chant. Like that's 
the same shit. But when, but when you're in in the ring and you're wrestling, you're a wrestler and you're playing a character that's a wrestler. When right. you're on stage, you're speaking your point of view. So when the people aren't liking it, they're not liking you. I mean, and that's it's 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 a little more personal, but like that's where the work is. I, I feel like there's the, not much the, between the crafting the art form. There's not much between like I mean, yeah, I mean the the, the volume is turned up real high mm. on my personality when I'm in the ring, but I mean, I don't think it's 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 a far cry of of who I really am, but um and 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 just as as you say i mean that's you say more people should know who i am i mean that i just and i've always been told just be you i tried doing a backstreet backstreet boy gimmick i did a, a juggalo gimmick for a little bit i mean that that's a huge polar opposites right um i mean and at those times in my lives those were all absolutely probably extensions of who i was um but i mean now i mean for me we talked about one of the first things conversations we we had when we met was um the parallels of coming up in comedy and coming up in professional wrestling um they they walk very similar paths do you remember when that conversation was when we had that conversation oh shit i i don't remember exactly no <laughs> I don't it wasn't a deep in conversation, no, but, but it was one of those to, it was one of those things that was time, said and we kind of were like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I'm it was, it was probably like right it. when you probably within your first match or two back uh on this run at DCW. Okay, okay. My um so my comedy, like when you and I first met, I was hardly doing it. That's like at WPW, was, yeah. Yeah, I was I was kind of doing it here and there but then like um okay i don't think i've ever i don't think I, I don't know if i've told this maybe i have uh so i was i was dating somebody who was also like doing stand-up comedy and doing okay. mics and then she cheated on me and then she was bringing that guy to the mics so i stopped doing comedy like okay. uh, valid it, it kind of robbed my comedy career for me for a minute I'm right. sorry you had to go through that, dude. Right. So, so, Ooh. so then, so then, then fast forward brain surgery stuff. This, this James character over here having an identity crisis, needing people to, needing people to validate me. I started writing jokes again. I started, I started dusting off the good ones and, and trying to, trying to, trying to make those stick to the wall. Right. And tr trying to, trying to just, retweak notes and and uh, i think i inside of that and forever and and i i don't know if i've ever spoken to you about this but i'm i have stand-up comedy inside of my like my bone marrow yeah it's just you took i mean you you in just conversations with you the way you present yourself it, you 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 definitely um emit that energy for sure well thank you <laughs> the thing i i'll accept it i mean yeah i mean that. i mean and it's not just i mean you you come up you're 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 professional but like you're you're funny as fuck man <laughs> bro, bro i was i was on my friend dylan's podcast yesterday and he was talking about a dog he had when he was a kid and it was a sharpay and i said when you have a dog that's a sharpay are the piss stains permanent 
and these were my audience. These people who were there that, were my audience. That, but you see, you got that's the you gotta gotta give them give them time. Gotta give them time <laughs> on that one. That's not one that lands right away. I mean, it, that one took me a second. I mean, I'm I'm two beers in. I mean, that's that's <laughs> a sharpie. You see, and permanent it, permanent. It, that, that's a good. All right, I got them, and there they are. That's that's good, man. When when you're when you're talking about gossip amongst race car drivers, what are those? Oh man, he's running material on me now. Yeah, you know, because you see, uh, do it, do it. You know, what was that? What was that? You, let's you do a see, contest. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make you understand the kind of people who I want my audience to be. Yeah. I draw, I want to draw the kind of people who would appreciate these kind of jokes. And you will. You will. You just have to keep hammering away, my man. Well, just keep putting well, it out there. You it's, know? it's 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 funny because I I I, mean, I want every single thing, and I you know I'll get back to the punchline on that one. But I want every single thing I do. I want every single thing I do to serve every other thing I do. So if if it's through this, if it's through this medium that right. people people go oh wow this guy's a comic this guy's a stand-up comedian whoa this guy's a pro wrestler let's let's go watch his wrestling oh this guy does a podcast oh let's listen to the podcast in the podcast he talks about it he does comedy oh let's just do every single one of you're like things. the most boring person i know you know that uh sounds gross <laughs> <laughs> sounds gross <laughs> That Corey Castle, man, he's so boring. Yawn. <laughs> Dude, you do so much. You lived so much life. What? Keep on doing it. It's 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 sticking, man. It's sticking. Whether you don't, I don't know if you realize it or not, but it's starting to stick. It's it's it, it's honestly and uh, and. Uh... I try to not get down too often about how discouraged I get over like, oh, my audience not finding me and shit. Like, and I'm like, oh, like uh, I've been at this for so long and I've been beating this drum forever, beating this drum forever. And I'm like, what? And you're going to keep beating it. And, and I'm never going to stop beating it. You know, I'm never going to stop beating this drum. But I get in my head sometimes. I'm like, please don't. Oh, the, the, when, when uh, I'm, Dude, I'm I'm 38 now. I started taking bumps when I was 14 years old, and I never really stepped away from wrestling like fully. Right. Uh, ex except for that that 13 months that I had to. <laughs> and uh, it's um, it's like, oh man, I look at these people who like get paid to train to do it and make a full living and career at it as a kid. And I'm like, I've never made a career at it. I've never made more. It's, the funny thing is like. But what, what's the root? Why do we want to wrestle? I mean, I, I mean, for me, I guess, like, do you know CJ, CJ O'Doyle? Yeah. I'm going to drop a CJ, CJ story. We, to, as, as a segue into this. I, um, I just, I just, uh, for some reason, for some reason, I'm just going to get in the middle of it and say that like one time we were hanging out at a show. Right. And he. He farted a bunch, and the smell—the <laughs> smell, 
has never ever left my nose. Like I could still smell those CJ farts now. I, yeah, that's 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 accurate. That's accurate. Um, <laughs> wow. All right, hold on. I got to recompose myself. That was out of left field. Wasn't expecting that story at all. Uh, we were all sitting around after a show. We went to the, this restaurant in Orlando. And uh, we're sitting around, and he just he just asked the roundtable of, of guys that all worked that night, what made you want to get into the wrestling business? And it goes around. Everybody says their piece. You know, they WrestleMania, this, that, and the other. It gets to me. We know each other from Philly, from up here. And I said, you know, I mean, if if you had ever been to, like, any of the cheesesteak spots when you were a kid, like, it, like I would go to the, the, the arena as a kid and go to the old ECW shows, and then we would – you know, you get cheesesteaks afterwards at Tony Luke's and then one whole giant wall is just nothing but wrestler eight by tens. Um, and I would just sit there mesmerized as a little kid looking at all these autographed eight by tens on this wall at this cheesesteak place. CJ and I would swap stories about that. And so when it got to me, I said, dude, the only time, only reason I wanted to get in wrestling was because I, I wanted my picture on the wall <laughs> at a cheesesteak place and it, <laughs> and it popped him huge. Uh, and I guess that's my segue into this is for me, I guess, you know, wrestling was my, I always wanted to be a rock star. I loved the rock star lifestyle, the, the image. I mean, I'm a big punk rock fan and I, I came up, my parents raised me on classic rock. Um, uh, I always like, was like, yo, the rock star lifestyle is dope coming up in the, in, in the eighties and nineties. And, uh, I didn't have a lick of musical talent in me whatsoever. I tried, I've tried none whatsoever. Um, but I've always loved professional wrestling. And to me, that was like, that was like rock and roll and sports. Holy shit. This is like the perfect blend. That's me. That's what I can do. And I guess that's what sealed the deal for me was when I, excuse me, what sealed the deal for me is when I, um, went to my first ECW show when I was like 12 and I was like, whole i probably shouldn't have been there at 12 but i was just like oh my god th this is it you know th this is the deal um but i guess the root for me now and all of that is is i guess growing up as a kid you know you're sold the wrestling dream you know the boyhood dream Shawn michaels that that really sunk psychologically that was a great marketing like just oh man how that made so a whole generation of people want to be professional wrestlers from that boyhood dream storyline mm -hmm. holy shit he did it i can do it too and then you get you see people like you know sean waltman the one two three kid i'm a kid i'm a kid he's what eight nine years older than i am i'm living vicariously through him as a little kid watching him do these things um but then you get in the business and you realize it's a business. Mm, so yeah. it's like, well, the, <laughs> the dream, you got to do business. It's a business. Um, and mm. that I found completely fascinating. I love, I love the business side of wrestling. Um, I don't even know how we got here. I forgot what the segue was. <laughs> Shit. Any hoozles. Uh, I love the business of wrestling. And why the root of wrestling? Why? Oh, the root, the root. Thank you. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Fuck. You're a great host, sir. Thank you. Um, Thank you. The root for me, I guess, is being able to do something you love 
and get paid for it. You know, like that's that for me, that's the root. I guess it's, it's no longer about the boyhood dream or, or being signed or um, right before the pandemic, I was trying to put some, put some stuff together, get a promotion up and running. Uh, had a couple sponsors on board. Pandemic happened. We'll, we'll see if that happens again. Um, I don't know if I necessarily want to promote shows or anything, but I've always been like, I've always wanted to try to do it once. You know, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in, in, in finding that dream and trying to do it. But I guess the whole dream I was chasing for wrestling was I just want to be able to do something in life that I love. You know, it's a, it's a light, get paid for your lifestyle. And um, same thing with comics. I feel it's, it's, I, you know, you hear guys talk about, you know, it's like comics before they got big talking about working their, their nine to five jobs and how it was just like absolute torture for them. It was like, oh my, like, I mean, it, it threw a lot of comics into deep depressions and that's where they, a lot of their good comedy came from and, 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 and pulled them out of these dark places. But I guess, I guess the root of it all was just like, freedom to be, to be able to just do what you love and still be able to pay your bills and live your life the way you do. Um, and I guess that's where I'm at with it, with wrestling now. Am I paying my bills from it? Hell no, but I've paid some, I've paid some bills, you know, you know, and, 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 and that's dope. That's to me, that's a good feeling, you know, just keep, keep building on that. Keep it moving. Um, build that name, branch out, diversify, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, for me, it's not going to just stop and start. It's not going to start and end with wrestling. There's wrestling mm -hmm. is going to die down. It, it, it definitely takes a, uh, a tear on our body for sure. Um, and I, I still have to definitely diversify if I still want to keep scratching that performing itch, as you said. Mm -hmm. I, well, I think, I think during the pandemic too, I think I said a bunch, I was like, when this thing ends, either. I'm buying new boots or I'm hanging up my old boots. Uh, that For was... real. I'm looking at my boots like, oh, I might need to get some new boots soon because <laughs> they're an investment. They're not cheap. Yeah. I haven't had real boots like, like what your boots are. I had those. I think I had those same boot, like almost the same exact boots back in like 2006 or something. And you want to hear? You want to hear? You want to hear something funny? What's that? Those boots are from 2006. Okay. Well, well my <laughs> they're pretty beat up now, man. But, uh, <laughs> shout out to RGP to Ron. He he gave me some really good advice. Uh, I came up from Florida for like a hiccup, and while I was up here, Zach put me on a, a show, and uh, Ron was there, and I saw like how good he was taking care of his boots, and he kind of like gave me some of that advice, and I, I kept that with me, and I did it for so long until my my boot former things broke and one got lost and um but yeah I, I i attribute them lasting from 2006 till now they're they're in rough shape now i probably should get some new boots at this point but <laughs> that's <laughs> fuck man that's almost a 20 year run in those boots and 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 i think i thank ron for for the advice he gave me early on with them yeah. well I, the ones i had I um I gave them to Rick and then he retired in them. So I'm not gonna take them back. Hey, they're mine. Give them back to me. Oh like, no, fuck no. no. They're way more, way more meaning for him to have Absolutely. them than for me to ever want them back. Or and, and I think another pair of boots that I had uh gave to uh Danny Havoc, Grant. 
Do you never, guys... I never, I never crossed paths with Danny. Okay. Well, I, like, I know of him, but I, I don't. We've never did the thing, yeah. the hellos. Excuse me, we never did that. <laughs> Danny Havoc always called me a so and so, and I thought that was hilarious. A so and so. Hey, Corey, you so and so. Oh man, can Corey so and so like? We were talking about the okayest wrestler. Like how great, how how good of a gimmick is that? <laughs> it could be, you know, so and so. The okay, that's the gimmick name. So and so, the okayest a- wrestler in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the so and so was more like, uh, and so and so. Not like you're so so. <laughs> Not like a you're so so. Like you're okay, but so and so. Like oh, you all jokester you okay uh, like that was what the the old so-and-so was uh, i think in reference to but uh so another pair of boots i gave to i gave to my friend eric who wrestled under the name jude i don't know if you guys ever cross paths no. but i highly doubt it yeah no i don't know him he got out of the business and you know, probably, probably these boots mean more to um having having retired in them. So Question. too nice. What's Question: you, Are we? Can I still ask you questions? You you yeah. You only asked me like one. I only asked you one. Okay. Uh, outside of wrestling, I mean, I I've gone on record saying that these are some of my biggest influences. These guys behind me, um, outside of wrestling. Outside of wrestling, what have you? taken in what other influences have you brought in into uh who you are whether i mean not even wrestling just just in performing in general um and 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 the person that Corey castle uh puts out there for the world Hmm. that's a great question that's a great question you should have your own podcast (laughs) but but i think i think i've said it a bunch of times on here and uh uh, I missed them. I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah, no, it's okay. You no, don't have I'm to give the, like, you don't you don't have no, to give me the deep answers. But I'm saying like I've said some of these names on here. So it's like it's a it's like mashup. Right. Right? So it's like you just take a little bit of this and a little bit of that and you make like that is what inspires you to be what you're doing. Like right. that me wanting to to start my podcast. I remember um I've Forgive me, people who who are listening. If you heard this a million times, ah. when when when, <clears throat> when I was younger, like right when I was first starting this, it was probably 2017 was when I first started doing the show. My mom had told me that she burnt a CD that had voicemails left on it from her mom and her best friend who are both passed. And she said, "You know, how, like when people like die, you kind of forget what their voice sounds like." And and I was like, "I don't want that." Right. I don't want that. I don't want that. And and um, and then on top of that, I was I was listening to a lot of "You Made It Weird" with Pete Holmes at the time, and uh, and I was listening to a lot of Joe Rogan Experience, and I was listening to a lot of WTF with Mark Maron. And Mark Maron's was, great, hilarious. Yes, he's so, <laughs> another level. So I think a lot of a lot of those influences kind of crept in there 
As in, like, I know that there's a story I tell where I'm, I might even be saying this wrong, so I apologize if I am, but the, this, the sincerity of this is what, what rings to me. Um, Pete Holmes was explaining to to his agent or something about uh, what he wanted his podcast to be. And his agent said, that's WTF. That's Mark Maron's podcast that already exists. And he's like, yeah, but I'm me. (laughs) And, and I think about that and I go like, I don't know anybody else who's anything like me or nobody else has the same experiences that I have. Nobody else has the same stories that I have. So, Combine that with like how I've grown up into this point and how I'll continue to grow. If I start the show at like when I'm 33 and I, I continue and if I start from the beginning and listen from the beginning and go all the way up until till the current, uh, hopefully there's some growth in me. So it's not just evolve with Corey Castle right. because that's what that's I mean, what it's... that's what hosts the show, but it's like evolve with me. Listen to me evolve while it's happening in real time. And that's powerful. And that's powerful. Um, the perfect medium for, for growth is, is, is long-form communication with people, um, doing deep dives with, with, with people, especially people you might not disagree with, um, people you disagree with, sorry. Um, <laughs> especially those people too. Especially those people. Uh, uh, but like just deep diving with people in general, um, it's a, it's a lost art form. I'm glad to see that it's, it's making it, it's, I don't know if it's making a comeback because I don't know if it's ever been done on this level with so many people just, um, doing this and, and so many people listening as well. Um, I don't know if it's been on done on this level, but you, you it's, it's refreshing. It? What's funny about it, Ethan is like, so the, the, the amount of people that are listening to podcasts is crazy. But the amount of people who don't know anything about podcasts is insane. The muggles. Yeah. There's just, there's just so many muggles. There's so many. Like, (laughs) like if I, if I talk about having a podcast or whatever people, or if I talk about, if like I talk about podcasts that I listen to, or I talk about any of that stuff, people are like, "Ah, I don't listen to any podcasts or I'll, I'll, I'll say, Oh, what, what app do you use to listen to podcasts? I don't. I don't right. one. like I've never listened to any podcasts. Like, so that's when I say how important it is when I say how grateful I am for the currency of your effort, for the fact that like, you can't just flip the thing on and it'll just be on. You can't turn the radio on and there's the podcast. You have to take some extra steps and then you have to continue to listen to it from start to finish or from start till you're doing something. You got to pause it and take right. it back up. However you got to do it, but you you invested, you invested that, that, that effort. And that's important. Absolutely. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's a fantastic medium. Uh, the way you do it and your mission behind it, how it also helps you level up, uh, and your ability to recognize that and then put, be vulnerable enough to put that out there, uh, it's it's quite refreshing, dude. It, it really is. It, it's 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 Thank good you. to see that. Thank you. That's 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 imp- that means a lot. That really does. And 
I'm gonna, I will, I will take that in and I will accept it. I will treat it like a piece of gum and I'll chew on it for a little while. Yeah. Well, because yeah, get know, the flavors. The, I think, I think that this, I think that this might be closer to what makes me a draw than anything else I'm doing. And uh, I'm, I try mean, to be as authentic to, as as you can, man. It's because that's what's lacking, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I think that's what's drawing people to the, the you know, people that are as, th- as 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 people are craving authenticity. Well, um, I just uh, I feel like I I feel like there's got to be enough people to know that there is value in these conversations, and that it has value to them. And that's what's important. That's that's. Kind of how I I I imagine like I I lots lots of like seminars and lots of like writing books and people tell and it's like you're thanks all for coming kind, to my TED talk. It's all the same kind of stuff. They're all winding up same shit. Like oh, step one, have a massive audience. Okay, well uh, I don't, but I'm building one. Hopefully you are. Yeah, you but, are. That's the that's what I'm currently on the path of doing. But I think as long as your path remains the evolution of Corey Castle, you can never lose, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'll all I really know how to do is be who I am. Uh, uh, <laughs> gonna get all metaphysical here. Um, I hate I hate that quote because like I used to say that shit all the time. I was a ask like Craig Prendergast or like some of our other mutual friends. I was like the biggest shithead in the back in the day. Craig knew me, has known me since before. Craig knew me when I was that 12 year old kid going to ECW. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like a total shithead. And well, I used I'm to not- say, well, that's who I am. And that's a way to justify being and, a shitty but, but person. But somebody hit me with a quote. I don't remember where I, where I heard it, but it, it, it stuck with me. And it stuck with me my whole life. And, and, and um, it, it's helped me a lot is it's, it's easy to be who we are. It's who you want to become. That's, that's where the work lies. That's the tricky part. Mm. Um, and I guess the first time I heard that, it was like, it was almost a paradigm shift just from those words. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why words are important. Deep conversations, bring it back. Um, your evolution is important. So, so when you, when I hear you say something like, well, that's just who I am. Now, fuck that. It's easy to be who we are. Uh, keep, stri- I, keep striving, my man. I, I, I'm not doing anything easily. There's no easy about any of oh, this. Oh no, no, no. So no, no, uh, no. I, I, I fully realized when I say, when I say all I can be is who I am, I mean all I can be is sincerely who I am. Like I'm gonna show you the genuine article from from page one, instead of you getting a plot twist ninety chapters in and go, oh, this guy's not likable. He's a liar. He's a liar, and he's a and he's not funny. So I don't come right out on page one and tell you that I'm. I'm just brutally honest, and I'll tell you the way. That, oh, oh, I'm a, I'm a bitch. Like that was a, when I was when I was on like the dating apps. Like that was the thing that always got me. Look, you probably couldn't handle me, and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to. And the left swipe, <laughs> like, like, oh, unapologetically me. 
well, you should apologize because that's a stupid thing to say. Right. And I, I just, to me, this 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 shit's tough. It's it's hard to it's hard to not continue to be discouraged and then and then talk yourself out of doing the things that you want to do. Because a lot of times people will then like go, oh, I'm going to do this. And then they start telling everybody that they're going to do it. And then they don't do it. And they beat themselves up for feeling like they're a loser and a liar. Well, I, I've, I've, heard, I've, I've heard and been given the advice of your really big goals, the things that you really want to achieve, don't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, for that simple reason, because if shit doesn't work out, because it's it's really hard to get to make goals happen, you know they don't they don't come easy. Um, There's gonna require work. So like when the goings get tough to make goals, that that seed of a thought will uh, that'll 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 turn toxic in your brain, dude. You know you know that goings is my last name. Oh, that's your shoot last name? Yeah. Are we doing yeah. shoot last names out here? I, well, we just, it well, was just funny I'll that you said. My, my shoot last name's Stein, but I think within like two weeks, it's going to be legit Essex. I'm actually, I'm actually okay. shoot, shoot changing my name, uh, not for wrestling reasons, um, mm-hmm. but uh, for family reasons. But yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I, I considered it when I was a kid. Like I always, always thought like, Oh, well, like I, I'll, I'll change my name legally to Corey castle or whatever. I'm like, so but, do you have, do, do you have like an agent? Like when you were doing the Hollywood thing or no, I mean, no. that sounds, that sounds really, really good. That, that, that sounds like Hollywood. Like that's Corey cat like that. Right. Well, I, I designed it. I picked the wrestling name so it would sound like it wasn't just some wrestling name. I wanted it to sound like it was like a real star, like somebody okay. who you'd want to pay your money to come and see. Oh God. Somebody... My first wrestling name was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first wrestling name? Uh, uh, J icon was my, my first wrestling name. Well, I wrestled just generic as hell, dude. Oh dude. It, it's... <laughs> I wrestled a handful of times. My first few matches I wrestled as that. And then my my old tag partner Brian was like, we're we're driving. I think I switched it to Ethan Icon. Yeah, I switched it to Ethan Icon. Actually, that hiccup for while I was up here that Zach used me, he hated it. And he was like, dude, you gotta change your name. And this is long before Roman came around. Zach wanted to call me Ethan Reigns. Uh, and I hated that. And I think we we settled on like, well, my my shoot real name, Stein, I, I mean stone in German. So like, let's call you Ethan Stone. Um, so I worked a match in DCW as Ethan Stone. Uh, I went back to Florida, kept going as Ethan Icon, and then my tag partner, a bunch of shit went down, and my tag partner was like, "Yo, not for nothing, but like your name's like terrible. <laughs> like we gotta change that." And he just changed his name for Manson. His name was kind of indie-rific too, oh, but. Yeah. Uh, we just started spouting up him and I are both huge comic book marks. So we just, I was like, all right, well, um, we're driving on our way to a show and I, I'm just like, let's start naming off superhero, uh, real names, but like just the last names and just start mm-hmm. pairing up names with Ethan. And he said, Essex and him and I, him and I are both huge X-Men fans. 
And uh, Sinister has always been like one of my favorite villains in X-Men. And the minute he said it, I was like, Ethan Essay. And like, it, it was a no brainer. I was like, that's it. Um, that, that's, that's how the Essex name came about. It's then a, it, it's a some brainer, not a, a no brainer. There's just it's, some, it's a some brainer. Okay. <laughs> Cause, uh, I, I fully understand. I, I very similar. Um, my friend Scott had a wizard magazine on his coffee table in, nice. in the office and there was the Punisher on it. And that's where I got the castle from, but I changed. I didn't see. I, I, I wondered. I was like, did he get that from Punisher? I'm not that, sure. That's where I got it from. But I took the, I, I wanted, when I first, when I first began wrestling as Corey Castle, I wanted my character to be that I was some like Zoolander male model. Like that, I was kind of like an airhead male model kid. Okay. But, and um, so I wanted my initials to be CK, like Calvin Klein, and I put the big CK on my pants. And uh, I just—I mean, at the time, at the time, like it was a different time then. Yeah. No, there was no, <laughs> there was no getting gimmicks over. I'm like, get out of here. What you're trying to sell? Get out of here. It's like you no know, psychology. It's 2001. <laughs> no no bullshit storytelling or selling or like psychology or like working within the people's emotions it's just about grabbing those big those big head drop moves and getting those big pops for them like i think that was like the first the first like four years of my career was just getting dropped on my head all the time and i i say it all the time and now i I think that all those concussions I had, like th those concussions I must have had, because I remember coming back from every match and not remembering any of it. Every match? You had, every you had, match. You had spots you, you lost? All the time. All the time. I, I, I barely remember it. I barely remember it now if somebody were to show it to me on video. It, huh. Because I think, and on top of that, I didn't see myself as a star. Like I just saw myself as a cog in the machine at that point and i was like kind of like nervous and like but but i didn't it didn't show that way but inside me that's how it felt right like and for a very long time i i wore really, really thick glasses i still wear very thick glasses but i'm wearing contacts right now so for a very long time i when i first started training I didn't have my glasses or contacts. I didn't have anything. And I would just, I would just like not be able to see what the hell was going on. So like, it took me a long time to figure out so, the next steps. And then I got contacts like when I was like 17 or something. Have you ever lost a contact in a match? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. that's. I used uh, to wear like the, the, the crazy contacts at one point. Okay. And, uh, you would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I was, I was, I was probably one of the first ones to do it. Who knows? Who, who knows? Make the ch royalty checks out to Ethan Essex right now, please. Jeez, <laughs> I have kids. God damn it, that was already else, somebody else's gimmick. Shit. Um, wow. Back to the drawing board. Back to the, I. I'm terrible at drawing. I can't even draw flies. <laughs> ah, do you do you remember? Uh, do you remember Simon? from from snl it was a character that that mike myers did okay he said 
And you know my name is Simon. And I like to do drawings. And then he would like be sitting in a bathtub. <laughs> Did this sound familiar to you at all? I, I'm lost on the sauce on this one, man. Okay. And he would he would hold up. I've lost like, the plot, mate. And he would be like, oh, look at this drawing. It's a bum. It's my dad's bum. I drew a picture of my dad's bum. I'm and about then, to I'm I'm about to get on the Google box you, and, and you, check you it out. Got look up. We, sign, we need a sign. guy. We need a guy. We need a so, guy. <laughs> but yeah, I can remember stuff like that. Is what I'm saying. Back to the old point where I can remember old SNL I would, stuff. In in high school, shit. I mean, not much has changed, I guess, as far as that. But in, in high school, I remember getting home from school and, and and smoking pot like when i first started smoking weed with friends and we would watch snl um on comedy central because back then comedy central was just like running like three four five episodes of of snl in a row just marathons every day um i really got a hardcore i didn't catch i never watched them live but i got a hardcore snl education from those those runs uh yeah i i got um my my cousin would record that she would tape them on on a vhs cassette tape and then give them to me so i think when you talk about when you talk about like what inspired me and what made the framework up of what Corey castle is it was tons of comedy tons of snl tons of pro wrestling and uh Mix in a bunch of podcasts that I like. Yeah. And that's, you know, some ingredients. That's the secret to success, folks. The the secret to what this is. Start raising them young. SNL and pro wrestling. SNL and pro wrestling. But the funny thing is about it is like my, my, nobody in my family ever watched wrestling. It was only me who like really ever watched it. Like my grandma watched it with me like once or twice. I had some cousins that watched it, but like in my immediate household, um, I think I caught my sister watching like as a kid, like she watched, she might've watched women of wrestling, like on USA network, like when, when the original wow was on, Okay. Uh, she might've caught a few episodes of them, but like, I don't ever, what really got me into wrestling as a kid was, was, uh, this kid Damon that lived down the street from me was a big wrestling fan. And, uh, yeah, uh, that, that, that was, that was the, that was the, the thing that got me. Nobody in the family. I wish I had that. I watched wrestling every Sunday night with my dad. Like that, that sounds dope too. Like that's a cool, <laughs> that's a cool story. I wish, I wish I had that, like that tradition story. No, I just, every once my parents didn't, my, my parents didn't really, let me watch it so i would sneak out early enough saturday mornings like i'm going to play with friends and watch it at damon's house watch like superstars you know but the uh the funny thing was like uh, rassle rock the rassle rock podcast that that me and rick did people go watch rassle rock please so for for like so we started doing it like 2015 or something so it's like a nine-year-old show it's like in a nine year and for every year consecutively around father's day when we'd have to record a show around father's day that we'd go around and matt matt flowers would be like all right everybody give a good story about watching wrestling with your dad <laughs> and i'd always <laughs> be like don't have one of those no no 
<laughs> don't, have those, don't have one of those stories, nor the dads. Right. But, but I think also the fact of not having my dad around most of my life really, really um, built me into who I am because of how good of a person my mom is. I really hit the jackpot on on parents. Like I got one parent who's better than most people I know is two parents. Okay. Same. We, so, we, have, we, have, we have similar paths in that regard. So the fact that my mom, my mom was such a, such a fighter and a survivor and she was, you know, she, she had MS when I was a kid and, wow. and she, she, she fought through all that and was a single parent with four kids. Like that's, she just impressed me and inspired me to be somebody who would do things that are beyond what somebody could believe that you could do. No effing limits. No effing limits. No effing limits. Yes. Deep cuts, ladies and gentlemen. Deep, deep cuts. Cu deep cuts. <laughs> <laughs> so... Just a few more things. I'll send you off into the sunset with a hot dog and a handshake. Uh, okay. Can I at least get some relish? Let, let's try a thing. I've never tried it on here before, but um, let's let's give it a shot. Um, I don't I don't have any. I don't have shots, my man. No, <laughs> no, no shots this show. Next one, next one, we can do shots. We'll get we'll give this an old try. So Oof. we'll we'll kind of do speed rounding it a little we'll bit where we talk talk about. You said earlier, it's especially it's especially good to have conversations with people who you don't agree with on stuff. Yes. Name name five topics people don't agree with you on. Holy shit. Name five topics people don't agree with me on. Uh, we're at the end of the show, my man. You should have asked me in the beginning. Well, I said speed round it. <laughs> speed round it. Holy shit. Um, topics that people don't agree with me on. Um, if not, just use one. Just say one thing. Just say uh, one thing people don't agree with you a lot on. Something that, I mean, I mean, outside of like regular life work stuff, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. I don't think this is the forum for regular life work stuff. Uh, I, I butt heads often, um, with, 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 with stupidity, uh, and common sense isn't common. I feel like sometimes a lot of times, especially mm -hmm. in 2022, uh, man, I don't, I, I don't even, you put me on the spot. That's a, that's a really good question. I like, that's a, that's a question I got to like, you're going to keep me up for days with that question, by the way. Okay, well, ask me, <laughs> so I'm going to deep dive that one. We're gonna, I'm going to very... put comments. I'm going to do a deep, long <laughs> write up on that because in, in the comments, I can't the... give. I don't know if I can truly give you a quick response on that, dude. Holy shit! Uh, things that people disagree with. I, you know what? I feel like I have a problem in my life. I feel like because I'm such a extroverted personality, I put myself out there so much. I feel sometimes. At first, people used to uh, explain it to me as like an intimidation thing. Like people didn't want to come to me with things they didn't agree with me on or things I, I, I was doing possibly that that was fucking up my own reputation um, and they didn't want to bring it to my attention. Uh, I, 
so that's I guess that's why it's hard for me to to place that because that was always a thing growing up was I guess because of how I grew up and put that out there in life and then continue to do so when people like Zach come up to me and go, yo, something is bothering you. Let's chop it up. I really, really appreciate that because not a lot of people do that with me. And then I always have to find out secondhand or thirdhand or fourthhand because they're like, oh, well, we, we figured you were unapproachable and or we don't want to like, we don't want to disappoint you or we don't want to, you know, we don't want to hurt your feelings. Right. Check in with the primary source on this one. Exactly. So it's like, well, just, just come to me with it. You know, like mm -hmm. I, when pe if, if somebody's like, yo, can we talk like, just like any human, just, just, just be more, I, I don't know how to be more approachable. I try to put myself out there for as, as much as I can, but I think sometimes because of that, people feel like they can't talk to me about uncomfortable things. Uh, I think from a younger point of view, I probably was a little unapproachable. Um, I, that, that egg has been, that shell has been cracked and excuse me, evolving with Corey Castle evolving is, is one of the topics here. Um, I, I do believe that that community can definitely help people get through that, uh, if you have the right ones, you got to have the right ones around you, man. And, and to go back to get in where you're, where you're celebrated, get in, get into that. Those right ones will give you the tough love, you tough love you need. Um, so I, it's, it's hard for, I don't know. I, a lot of people don't come to me with things they disagree with. I unfortunately find out about a lot of things secondhand. And when I do, I'm like, damn, that sucks. I wish somebody would just came to me with the shit. So just a public service announcement to anybody who's, who's uh, in Ethan's life, who's listening. Hey. To now. Uh, understand, understand that the man's way more approachable about things that make others uncomfortable than you realize that he Absolutely, is. Absolutely. I am. And, 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 for, <laughs> and for sure, if you're not in Ethan's life and this doesn't apply to you, uh, turn this off. Yeah. It's, 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 back to that authenticity thing, man, it's, it's severely lacking. I feel like it's, and that's why people are craving that. Like, that's why you're seeing people in droves going to, to podcasts, not just for their information, but for their entertainment and everything else. Um, it's definitely at this point, it's a, it's a, a new medium mm -hmm. and, uh, it, it, it's yeah sorry i lost the plot <laughs> the the segment i like to do a lot on here i'd be terrible end. in wwe they're like you're supposed to talk in sound bites right <laughs> like that's what they teach you talking sound bites i said i said common sense saying so common right that's a sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> common sense like, is not common dude no, fuck no. that uh but um I do this segment I, I call audio time travel, right? So since we were talking about how this shit's outliving us, this shit's going to live on after after we're not here anymore, it's also going to continue to live on while we're still here. So let's say... Until the sun swallows everything. I'm going to get nihilistic with it. And then, okay. you know, and then everything was for naught. Yeah. 
Unless, 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 you know, current times take us out. Be fucking present, people. Appreciate right now. We're, we're all survivors up to this point so far. So good. And uh, good job, everybody. Everybody who's listening to this and they're alive. Good job. Congratulations. And you dropped your pocket. (laughs) But I, uh, I want to make sure you drop an audio time travel sound bite that right now we're going to say it's the year. It's the what, year. What is the time? What have we been 20, doing for the past hour and a half? 20, Corey, 20, 2042, right? Your daughter stumbles across this audio. What's the messages that 2022 dad? Is it 2042? 2042 daughter. I mean, I can't even, I can't, I can't speak for that, that far in the future, my man. Like the same, if you have the same perspective on a 20 year time frame that you did 20 years ago, you're fucking up. Like I can't, I can't give somebody advice that far in advance. I can just, I can just, you know what I've always been best at is being present and just being like now and, and, and who you are. Like that's be like it doesn't matter if it's now 20 years from now like if you get them 20 years from now just just be present and really appreciate everything right now while you have it <clears throat> if you have it and if you don't have it fucking keep struggling I, I i i got that little devil angel thing on my shoulder you know because i really want to say be present because I've, I've been blessed in my life even when 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 shit has been hard you know i've I've always been wealthy in community. Um, I've, I, so like, I've been blessed in that regard. So it's easy for me to say that, but I know it's not easy for other people to say that or even believe that. Yeah. We're, you know? we're, we, we are, we are so provided for, we're so uh, privileged. We, we, we have a, a level of like, I can't, I can't let a day go by where I don't think about, how grateful I am to have been born where I've been born and been raised by the person I was raised by in the country that I'm born into and the time that I've been born into. So yeah, uh, man, I, I, the fact that the fact that I sit, I'll sit here and I'll go, Oh, my audience isn't big enough, man. Right. but, but the fact that I'm sitting here, the fact that I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm a bunch of the things I've always wanted to be. And and dude, like, if I, if I wasn't me, I wish I was me so bad. <laughs> so that's, that's getting a little meta, man. Holy shit. But, but <laughs> so hypothetically, the way we wrap up every show is I, I, I asked the guests, hypothetically, I've gifted you this show. This has been your first episode of your new podcast, Evolving with Ethan Essex. It's life's a trip. Thank you very much. (laughs) So your first episode of your new podcast, your pilot episode in a very Jerry Springer. I can't even fly a plane. (laughs) Can Jerry Springer fly a plane? Never, Never heard of her. No. So, yeah. So in a very Who's she ever meet? 
Well, I think I think she beat Judge Judy out of her job. I think Jerry Springer has Judge Judy's job now. You know, and they're they're paying their bills from 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 that shit. So let, let's get it. <laughs> let's get it. So in the Jerry Springer's final thought, you wrap it all in a pretty bow and get most important takeaways for how to evolve to a better version of yourself tomorrow than you are today and uh, inspire inspire some folks inside of this inside of this uh, little wrap up if you can well i'm a better writer than i am a speaker if that's if that's believable or not um i i, I guess my 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 closing thought my final thought is is again it's it's be present dude um i've had a, a lot of loss in my life a lot of come and goes uh, from, from people to family, to jobs, to, to what have you, nothing's permanent. Um, be as present as you can be advice to myself 20 years from now, if I'm now, I hope I'm still, I still hope I have the presence to, to, to be, um, to be present. Dementia runs deep in my family. Uh, but that's a thing in my family, you know, it's, that would really suck to be doing the, all these amazing experiences and to lose that at the end, you know, sometimes that's all you have at the end. Um, tomorrow's not promised. I mean, literally the back of my t-shirt for DCW, you know, it, it says that, um, that that's, that's not a gimmick. That's a motto. I, I try to live every day and lived every day of my life for a long time when I was young, it was definitely like a punk rock thing, like fuck responsibility. Uh, you know, just, just live every day. Like they, like there's no tomorrow. Um, but I, I truly believe, you know, get a foundation, but don't, don't focus too hard on that, on that, on that brass ring. Just let it, just let it always be in view and, uh, really appreciate today, dude. It'll I, take you I, far that, that, that level of gratitude it took me a long time to uh, to feel it, to earn it, to 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 learn that it was there. Uh, I want to I want to I want to say this to you on the record. Make sure make sure that you know this, and make sure that anyone listening knows this. If you ever need a friend, if you just need a resource, if I can be that for you in any way, no, dude, I'm only like. My my phone's never far from me. I'm I'm never I'm never not responding to you. Like there's absolutely going to be a response right away. Anybody who ever writes me gets a response right away. I'm a real person. So if anybody's going through something and you just need a friend, some somebody to to hold some non-judgmental space, uh, it's not it's not going to be a hard thing for you to do to maybe ask me what I think of something or maybe ask me advice and uh, I'd gladly give it to you. I'd gladly, uh, I'd gladly hear you and give you my input. If that's something you'd be interested in hearing uh, that, that door is always open to you, Ethan, for sure. And I, I'm so, gr so grateful, so grateful that you were able to hang with me here tonight. I'm so grateful that you're my friend. I'm grateful. I know you and I'm grateful that like, <laughs> that I, I'm a better person for knowing you. And uh, thank you. Let's 
I know, I know that's the that's the classic, like whatever the fuck, like, like, but no, that that that's that's a shoot, brother. Like, that's like you since knowing you, working with you, going through what we did, it's made me a better person. And it, it just it, it's doing shit like this, deep dives, picking brains. Yeah, I'm I'm cracking jokes and one-liners, and that's kind of who I am. I next one, let's get deeper. Let's let's get more deep. <laughs> let's get oh, meta, bro. I hope we I but, hope we do hundreds more of these. I don't I don't know if I'll ever be able to turn the jokes off fully. But. No, no, I never do either. Not once. <laughs> the, the, like I said, the podcast I was on yesterday, the the reason he was talking about the the dog he had was because he was talking about it dying. Like they were just talking about heavy religious beliefs and stuff, and I had to bring up like, oh well, was the sharpie sharpie piss permanent? Like. Oh man, I missed the joke. Oh man, folks, I wonder if the folks at home saw that. It totally glitched out and I missed the whole goddamn thing. That's hilarious. And next time on Evolving with Corey Castle. Do you do any impressions, Ethan? Do I do any impressions? Like, what's your uh, best impression? My best impression. Ugh. Oh, shit. I, I mean, I heard you did a pretty good Scott Hall. I do, I do, I do, I, I guess. I just, I just, all it is is just in my head, just recalling like the things he told to me over the years. Uh, just the, you know, uh, when I first met him, he would always, uh, he'd be like, You're such a strong baby. Just like, why? Are you, every time you take that first shot, man, you're like dead. You just instantly die. You know, <laughs> like, and he used to call it the steamboat cell. I guess he would shit on, he'd be like, you always go into that that steamboat so like you just uh oh man i'm on the spot now it's nervous it's just better when i'm telling the stories i think i might have put it out there best impressions Ooh, I, I i got a gaggle of voices and impressions but i i oh you put me on the spot Corey. good job well, well the reason the reason i say it is because uh me and my friend renee we were we were doing the podcast and uh on on an episode we watched we live streamed an episode of Alf, right? Episode two of Alf. So we made sure it passed the pilot stage. Hello. Where's my Alf? Damn it. it should... I literally have an Alf within arm's reach. So we, we watched Alf. And at the end of it, I said, uh, in your best, in your best Alf impression, can you say, uh, can you say, uh, be fun, have safe, keep evolving. That's the tagline the way I close up every episode and I started doing that. And every time I'd be like, ah, that was the best one. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to tell everybody is the best one. But then enough people started telling me they didn't know who the hell Alf was. <laughs> what? Stop doing it. Hold on. Stop the presses. No, people aren't popping for Alf. Mm -mm. People don't know who Alf is. People do not know who Alf is. <laughs> This man right here, this, this, I'm, I'm sorry. He's not a man. He's a he's Malmackian. An he's an alien life form. Hide the cats. Hide the cats. He loves eating cats. Um, yeah, this is an original talking Alf. Do you remember this thing? Wow. You put the cassette tape in it. Remember the Teddy Ruxpins? I had the Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. So this is like the Alf of Teddy Ruxpins. Cool. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's a prized possession. Look, somebody gave him too many drinks. He's, he's asleep in there, but anyway. It's really much, we're big Alf fans in this home, so okay. I'm well, popping then, huge for Alf. Then for sure, the, so I had to. I was thinking I gotta re. I gotta revamp the Alf and the Jerry Springer because some people don't know who Jerry Springer is, and I got a little nervous. And you're like, I don't know who that is. 
Like, because sincerely, that's a thing I've been faced with. So now at this point, uh, in your best ALF impression, be fun, have safe, keep evolving. Best ALF impression? Do I do a good ALF? I don't know if I can do a good well, ALF. Well, start yeah. by saying, good night, Willie. <laughs> good night, Willie. Oh, man. I, 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 oh, man. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Good, good, good impression. Hey, Nora. Oh, she's probably asleep. My daughter's asleep. Shit. I don't want to wake mm. her up. She always asks me to do voices. Mm. Mm. She likes my Miss Piggy. Okay. Can I do my, what, what's the tagline? Be safe, have fun. Be fun, have safe. It's backwards. On yeah. I, I, and, you know, mm -hmm. my, my tag partner in Florida is going to kill me for not remembering that because we used to say that shit to, to, to people. Um, be safe, have, be fun, have safe. What's the last one? You keep evolving. Keep evolving. Mm, be fun, have safe. Keep evolving, Kermit. <laughs> Thanks for doing this. I appreciate you. Everybody who listened this whole time, I appreciate you very much. Be kinder to yourself. Love every minute. Be fun, have safe, keep evolving.